0: Hello, this is Ruin Willow with the oh, fuck yeah, with Ruin Willow Podcast. I'm coming at you today with an amazing interview with a unicorn. Do you know what a unicorn is? Well, you're about to find out. If you're under eighteen, it is time to leave the podcast now, baby love, because we are definitely talking about sex. and we are talking about being a unicorn in the lifestyle. I have fellow podcaster, an empowered woman. Toronto Unicorn on the podcast. It's amazing. You've got to hear her story. It's amazing. And I want to say, I talk about sex. I talk about sex, baby. I talk about erotica. All things to help you have better sex. So check out my other episodes if you like to listen to erotic stories. If you like to hear about sex, you like to hear people talk about sex and hear women talk about sex because... That's, of course, what we're doing today. We're talking about the lifestyle and being a unicorn in the lifestyle, which is a single woman in the lifestyle. And this is kind of a little spiel from her Instagram, which is S-A-S-W-T-U underscore podcast, Sex and Swinging with Toronto Unicorn Podcast. She's also on YouTube and she says, let me walk you through the swinger and sex-positive lifestyle from my single-woman unicorn unique perspective and charmingly vulgar style. Okay, and so she is amazing. I, have, I just was actually on, did her interview where I'm going to be on her podcast. That'll be coming up soon. But you can find her on YouTube at Toronto Unicorn, and she has two different Podcasts. She has a YouTube channel for a lot of help for sex club and swinger lifestyle, vlogs, advice, stories, interviews. And so you've got to check her out. She's so interesting. And she's got a Amazon storefront where she has products that she recommends, especially for people who don't know what to do. And just she has great advice for sex club and swinger lifestyles and body positivity. Okay, you've got to stick around for this. This is an amazing chat that we had. It was so, so good. And check out down in the podcast notes for my links. I have a new book releasing at the end of this month, the Hide and Seek Sex Challenge, which is a part of my Sex Challenge series. And yes, they have games where they play and they are going to play. They do play naked hide and seek. So check that out down in the podcast notes and deals on Amazon Audible and Amazon Media. Check those out as well. And go to my website, get the Ruin Willow discount. You can get discounts on sex toys for men and for women. And Kiro sex toys. Fantastic. They have great, fantastic sex toys for men and for women. And you can get 10% off with Ruin Willow 10 code at checkout. I'll put those links down in the podcast notes as well. Okay, are we ready? Let's get into this. Let's get into this delicious discussion we had. And hearing her story is amazing and how she's helping other people come into their own for their sexuality, people who have been hidden, people who are hiding, people who are not exploring their sexuality. They aren't living and she's helping them explore, live, and become sexual again don't let this part of your life slip away. You got to do it. You got to do it. Okay. Are we ready? Let's go. So I'm really excited to talk with you. And I just think it's interesting what you're doing. And I didn't realize you had two podcasts, but before I sit here and ramble, we need to introduce you. Okay. So what name do you go by? Toronto Unicorn. Okay. That's what I thought. And what do you do? I am a
1: YouTuber. I have a, you know, a few YouTube channels, but one of them is basically my journey as a single woman turned single woman swinger. Didn't expect that,
0: but it was like a kind of a video diary along the way. That's awesome. So how long have you been on this particular journey?
1: So since COVID locked me in my fucking house is how long, (laughs) you know, it was one of those blessing in disguise, this kind of thing where I was stuck in my house, needed to find a new hobby. Start mm-hmm. to you know make videos, put them on YouTube. Now I'm an oversharer, and I enjoy oversharing. I feel joy when I feel shock in people. Sometimes like sure. it, it's just like that's just my nature, and so I like to to overshare about my life and my sex in a way that I think shocks people, right? But right, it, <laughs> love it, right? But suddenly I'm not shocking my coworkers. I'm not getting in HR trouble. Suddenly, oh. in <laughs> my opinion, who want this perspective? And that's why the channel for me, it started as a hobby and it turned into this giant thing. People who had found this lifestyle to be the answer to something they didn't know they were asking. And so I found this lifestyle to be a door I need to open for people to give them way more than, than what it looks like on the, on the surface, which is just like a swinger or sex positive lifestyle mm-hmm. gave me as a woman specifically overnight. Mm-hmm was the ability to love my body and thrive in my plus size curvy body instead of waiting one more pound to do it. It was, Yeah. yeah. And that's just one, one of the gifts of this lifestyle. So I think for me, that's what my lifestyle is. It shows what this lifestyle is, what you can what it looks like, like I have bad days, and I put them on my YouTube channel too.
0: Mm, yeah, you know,
1: like you know, not every night's a good night. I, I had to cry inside of a glory hole one time. I did. <laughs> there was privacy at the club that I go to, so
0: it. <laughs> you know, days. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> well, you're very good natured about it. I think that's amazing. I'm kind of an oversharer too, but. And in a way, I'm not because, like, I don't even show my face. Like, you can see my face, and people will tell me afterwards, "I'm like, damn it, I want to see your face." I'm like, so maybe someday anonymous. I can show my face. and Not right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> maybe someday. A lot of anonymous podcast hosts in the sexual realm. My learning.
0: Mm-hmm. there it's, are, there you are. Know, and, like, you know, coming. I know, right. I love it, and I know a lot of people. They they wait. Like I just interviewed some podcasters who they've been doing this for six years. And they're like, yeah, we were anonymous at first too, and now they like just show their face everywhere. You know, they're like, just this yeah. is us. This is what we're doing. And- <laughs> You're Swinger University. What's that? Talking about Swinger University?
1: That podcast?
0: No, they're called. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if fuck it up. Pleasure positive. Oh, living pleasure pleasure positive living. They used to be called Clit Talk, and then they switched their name to Pleasure Positive Living. It's hard for me to say.
1: <laughs> Interesting, because a lot there's a swinger university that has a podcast too, and they recently came out with their faces too. And oh. I interviewed them recently, and I said, "So, what does it feel like to show your face and represent this community as something you're proud of?" Right? Yeah, and yeah. It felt good. It felt good because they're they're into mm-hmm. this lifestyle, and what are they hiding about? They, let, you know, they they checked their work clauses so that they knew they weren't going to get yes.
0: It. And then then they proceeded from there, you know? Yeah. That's the big thing too. Yeah. People have to be careful of, you know, their work or maybe even their family or whatever. you know, there's some people who wear masks. I've seen people do that too. And so it is quite a journey, but I applaud you for doing yours out in, out loud, out in the world.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I have always been this out loud as a personality, but I just never was encouraged. Right. I was always just the one who would get away with a sexual innuendo here and there, or I would push the limits of like what we could get away with talking to the boss about. Right. But like, <laughs> I was so, I was such a domesticated caged animal now that I have found podcasting, first of all, cause YouTube still censors me.
0: Oh I have- yes. I
1: use tube. I know about that. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. I have to, I have to do a dance like this. That's called. And then his D went into my P and we <laughs> had a good time. Okay. <laughs> I don't need to talk like that. I'm a fucking thirty some year old woman. I can like, talk fuck my pussy heart, you
0: know? Hell fucking yes. You know, and, and I I do a lot of erotica. And so this is my fourth, count it, fourth time trying to do a YouTube channel. And I don't show my face, but I, I was just so angry. I, I First time I got kicked off, I went for a year and a half. I had over 50,000 listens and they fucking axed me. That's over 50,000 listens. I'm like, oh, now you finally don't like me. So now I'm being very careful and I'm only putting on certain things. It's just fucking ridiculous. But you see people on there with sexual content all the time. That's the thing that drives me batty. It's like once you get flagged or someone like complains about you, then they're, they're on you. Yeah. You it's, know? It's true. I totally agree. I think with my content, it started
1: out vulgar. As the mm. year on and I learned my lessons, it got really tame. And then you don't... Know, mm. Thing is it was the Kathy Kay from Strictly Anonymous podcast who, who told her mm. to start a podcast and she's like a bit of a mentor yeah. and so I was like okay so I start one out and then I'm like so what can I get away with here right like I'm oh like <laughs> are we allowed to do here and yes. she's saying everything I'm like no I'm like we can't read no. erotica can we and I think she didn't know so are we allowed right. to read erotica as a podcast that would be a good question for you
0: I did for a very long time. I did, like I said, for a year and a half. And at that time I was doing almost solidly erotica and I was adding in the interviews after, but I got flagged. One of the things that flagged me, and this is so fucking stupid. One of the things that they flagged me for was because I linked to a sex coach. I'm like, she's a fucking therapist for fuck's sake. So someone else's link got you in trouble? Yes. So now I don't put any links in my YouTube because, I mean, I, and she's a therapist. Yes, she teaches, you know, she's about sex, but she's still a therapist. She has a degree. She has a business. I'm just like, seriously, you know, so you can get away with it, but I did end up getting caught. So that's what happened to me. But I did get away with it for a very long time. And some of my, you know, my largest videos were erotica. I mean, I had like literally thousands and thousands and thousands, and they're just axed
1: what about podcasting though? Are you, can you get away with podcasting
0: erotica? Oh yes. Podcasting is very, very lenient. They'll let you do things. I haven't heard of anybody, knock on wood, getting kicked off of podcast platforms that I've ever heard of.
1: So like, let's be really vulgar here. Are we allowed yeah. to be as explicit and sexually and suggestive as we want? Are we basically allowed yes. to fiddle ourselves on audio?
0: Yes, you can. I have done tons of erotica. i have uh, you know just seen fucking scenes, all this stuff talking about sex toys, and I think that the thing is that in podcasts, it's just a different genre it's not It's not necessarily owned by someone because it's kind of like the internet. You can post mm-hmm. whatever you want to it using your host. Now, if your host decides to ask you, well, then you just go to a different fucking host. Really? Just save all your save all of your podcasts, and if you ever do get kicked off your platform, just go to a different one. Go to a different provider, or I mean, yeah, like the provider for the podcast. was
1: am watching you right now, really. It's <laughs> and I and I'm looking to 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 get into the podcasting world. I'm getting comfortable here. As soon as I'm yeah. able to swear and speak so naturally. That's what, mm. that's what the people want from me. And I, I'm, I'm yes. Well, anyway. The way,
0: the place you will find editing is like, for instance, in my podcast name, like that's broadcast to everyone. Oh, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. With Rune Willow, they, they wouldn't let me say fuck. So they, they put a star there, which is fine. But you can swear inside the podcast. I do feel like they might, I don't know, I have heard of a few people say that they censor maybe some of the text, but I haven't really experienced that. One time, I had a really slow podcast go on, so I was a little bit nervous because he was a taboo incest erotica author. So oh. then I'm like, oh, is this taking a long time because it has the word incest in it? So I actually went in and I changed it to just taboo erotica author because I'm like, is it like getting hung up in the filters because it says incest? I mean, it's just fiction. It's just fiction, you know. It's not real. So I don't know. So. I would be careful maybe in your titles, but inside the content, I mean, I've done lots of crazy things and it's been fine. So I'm excited.
1: Like I'm here to part <laughs> now, you know,
0: <laughs> podcast, and the podcast community is great. I mean, people are very helpful and I just, it's great. I love interviewing other podcasters. That's just really fun, you know?
1: Yeah, actually, because I'm like, what camera are you using? Like, like, I'm like, teach me the road
0: <laughs> I'll teach you everything you want to know. <laughs> do you have like a microphone and
1: stuff? Well, I'll be honest. I've tried and experimented with a whole bunch of things. I don't mm-hmm. ever want to use a headset. I don't ever, I don't know. I don't ever want something on my head to speak naturally.
0: I get that. I don't like it, but I do audio books too. So I have to do it because you, I mean, I've got to hear my voice when I'm narrating. i got to hear it because I need to know, oh, damn, do I need to redo that line? That line sucked. I need to redo it. So I need to like hear everything. So I do use them, but I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather just like be, you know, off like this, you know? Yeah.
1: You know? So natural, right? It-,
0: <laughs> it feels so awkward, you know, like I have this big thing on my head, you know?
1: <laughs> so that's the only thing about podcasting. So it's always have a new kid at school. I'm looking around and I'm like, so what's with the, the thingies? I'm like, what's with the thing? It's <laughs> so much fun getting acquainted. But I even made mugs with my my podcast logo
0: on them and stuff so that I can drink. Yes. And you do video, right? Like, so yours are always going to be video.
1: Yeah, because I actually have some, page, some monetized YouTube channel. So that's my most of my real content is YouTube. Oh, cool! is new for me. That's so awesome. what I do is I record long format on my podcast, cut it into a five minute promo on YouTube, then uh-huh. cut it into like, you know, promos for TikTok, Instagram. So it's like, it's all recycled. It's one right. big, yeah. you know, it's, I, I love it as a workflow analyst. He doesn't like waste. Right. A, a process.
0: The And you got to be careful about TikTok because they're yeah. fucking crazy over there, man. I got banned for putting erotica covers in a video. I'm like, Amazon is okay with these covers and you people are rejecting it. You're psychotic over there. If they ran the
1: world, my
0: goodness. Oh God, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No one would know about anything. Yeah.
0: So I have to ask you, so how did you, how, how did you start on this journey? Like, what were you like, oh, I'm just going to do this. Or like, did someone like get you into it, into swinging? Or did you like decide it on your own? All right.
1: So I was, 30 something year old woman living downtown Toronto. I had kind of broken out of a long, I would say depression, although it was kind of more just like many years of no relationships, no sex, nothing. Like I had the biggest drive Mm. 10 years. Okay. Mm. And I didn't know I was ever coming back. Okay. I'm I'm happy to be back. Okay. (laughs) Goes to show I, you know, I was an overweight girl. I gained some weight. I didn't like my body. I suddenly lost connection with my body. And I went years like that, right? And I think a lot of mm. people pay to that. You, you know, you eat, mm-hmm. and overeat and all these things. But so basically I just got lost. I got lost and, and and stuck and didn't know who I was anymore and all of that. So it took some time. I got back to, you know, trying, you know, dating again, whatever. I, I had sex with one vanilla, vanilla world guy, which is what I call mainstream society where sex mm. is not open. And it was okay. Then I was trying to be a swinger. I wanted to have a threesome. I, that's mm. all was a threesome with another girl. I had never had it. I always wanted it. And I always thought you needed to be in a couple to then mm. a woman. And right. I know a lot of couples today still think that the whole swinger world is about couples. And I mm-hmm. love the that they mm-hmm. will realize it's not when they have a threesome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> it's <automatically> okay, right? <laughs>
1: so it's one of those things where I realized I don't have to have a boyfriend. I could right. do this as the single woman role. And so Mm -hmm. I kept dating. It sucked. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this. And so eventually I just kind of went one day. I had to walk by the sex club a few times, you know, make sure I understood what what it was and and all of that. And I I Googled it, but I didn't find a lot online. Now I did find Mm -hmm. some things, but it just wasn't enough. Right. And so it took me some, some bravery to, you know, in a bad date to basically get pushed over the (laughs) And so I walked in sober and alone one day as a single woman on unicorn night, which was a Saturday night where only couples and single women are allowed. And mm-hmm. I just went for it. I mean, I, I had sex with a woman for the first time that night. Mm-hmm. I had sex with her husband too. Like I can go into any of these parts more deep. You can pick later, but this is the gist. And mm-hmm. I walked out of there knowing my life was changed because it wasn't a threesome that I got. I got a lifestyle change. and. I loved that couple. I still stay in touch with that couple years later. You know, I plan to invite them to my next swing or sex party that I throw because they're they're vetted people, right? Which is important. Right. <laughs> so it's one of those things where I just kind of jumped in and had a good experience. And then I felt, of course, empowered, brave, kept going. I didn't need all the push anymore to keep going. I I had never been naked, and I mean this, I had never been naked in a change room in public before. Oh Not even in front of women. Mm. I my body for most of my life. And I live here up. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want to take off my bra around other people. Like, I think a lot of women specifically, maybe men can relate to the feeling of inner terror of, mm. of feeling like you have to be accountable for your body. Yeah. right. right. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know, carrying your breathing, you know, you're carrying your shame. You're like, well, for mm-hmm. me, that's what it felt like. And so I never did enjoy it. And so for me, it wasn't just like I was taking one leap about yeah. having a sex with a woman. I also had to get naked for the first time basically. And I right. it, it was so many things. But you know what? It worked better that way. It mm. was, like, I'm already here. Let's just knock some shit off. Right. <laughs> Let's take some trails while we're at it. Oh,
0: That's geez. awesome. So were you able to do all that like totally sober and you just like immersed yourself into it? Yes. Impressive. That's impressive. So technically alcohol makes my face turn really red now as oh. an adult, apparently, you know,
1: we age and shit starts breaking. But it really is something that is more of an, an attractive thing now. When I drink, and so now I prefer to just smoke weed or whatever. But back then, I didn't even smoke weed, so I was just there, and I did not have my phone. I had I had not even a fucking ring to fidget with. I was basically looking around, thinking, "What the fuck did I just do?" Wow, you're brave. Right, <laughs> right. And that's all it took, though. Is it took a bad date, enough motivating, enough motivation to get pushed Mm -hmm. right to something and then the opportunity. And I was like, fine, I'll do it. Right. And so it just did a little jump. And ever since then I have never looked back and I don't, I will never date a vanilla man. I won't even make new vanilla friends because they don't, they're not as chill about sex and jealousy as my friends are like, let's really clear. I'm about to go tonight in two hours to go Mm. DTF night, which is down to fuck uh, Mm. again, right. At my local sex club. Wow. And I'm going with a bunch of friends and there's a guy that I go to have sex with early Mm. so that I can enjoy him fucking my friends later. Okay. Gotcha. This is how our lifestyle is. And so to have to go from that back to someone who doesn't want a sexual
0: joke at lunch. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Polar polar opposites couldn't get any further apart.
1: Right. And so when you find your home,
0: and I mean that word home in this
1: lifestyle, you, Mm -hmm. you, you know, the feeling. And so you, you look at vanilla world a little differently. And that's the journey for me is when I I accidentally became a swinger when I got a threesome. (laughs) Right. Right. And I, it's funny. Here's the other thing is I didn't think bigger. I did not plan to have a couple swap. I never planned to, to do anything crazy. I just wanted to throw sex parties when I was an adult. I never had did that until recently. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to have a threesome. Those were my two big lofty goals in life. They felt right out here so far. And then when I got the threesome, I was like, all right. And I had another threesome. I was like, all right. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, well, what's next, right? right, right. And so it's just the national chain with the lifestyle. So then I had a partner for a while who was a friend's benefits and me and him would pick up women together.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: We started picking up couples together. And then I started throwing hotel sex parties with people <laughs> that I personally knew And it was like, was just the most fantastic buildup in this lifestyle of a single woman's journey. Sure. But I'm not alone. I have friends in this lifestyle. I have to make one very important statement. People think they need to wait to join this lifestyle until they have someone to make them feel comfy and cozy to do so. Someone to walk through the door with. And I'm telling you, you do not. And the day that you realize you don't is the day you set yourself free from everything that held you back from the same underlying philosophy. You are going to find the people who like sex clubs inside sex clubs. You shouldn't have to write anyone into a sex club who doesn't look excited in their eyes about it. Okay. Right. Right. Take a chance, go inside, mingle a few times and see if you can find some friends or acquaintances in there and, and see what that brings. Cause I just think People are afraid to do things single. And I got to say, sometimes being single is so much better because you're free. You're free to explore and go
0: anywhere the life takes you, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And did you ever have you ever felt like unsafe or have you always felt safe because of where you went, like you were choosy or choosy with the people you pick? Because being 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 by yourself can be a little scary, right? I mean, we'll be back after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by. The Spring Cleaning Champions Manscaped. This season, make sure the man in your life grooms his carpets, In your pants, if you're a man, (laughs) spring clean your groin area. Try smooth. Try it with Manscaped.
1: Yeah. So for example, the sex clubs I go to, I feel very safe. Very. Mm -hmm. I walk around tits out. No one can touch me. They're not allowed to touch me without my permission. Right. So I'm just walking around. Hey, cheers. You know, having a great (laughs) time. Love it. In clothes at a bar, I would get touched more with my, without my permission. Wow. It's just one of those things where in a sex club, consent is so paramount that yeah, oh, yeah. it doesn't mean everyone's good at it off the bat, but they sure learn fast, don't they? Yeah. Especially when I run gangbang scenes. So I'm actually an orgy director. I don't know if I told you that.
0: Oh no, you did it.
1: Awesome. <laughs> from single woman shy, having a first <laughs> you know, Here's how it happened. I had a dry spell of sex. I didn't have sex for quite a while. Mm -hmm. And I was still in the lifestyle. And so I would go to the sex clubs and watch awkward interactions or people just not living their best sexual lives. And I was like, I could help. I could do something here, you know? Yeah. for example, one of the things I'm proud of is I would go to, for example, there's sore play night, which is a bi-curious or bisexual male night, which is still the most stigmatized aspect of the lifestyle, which doesn't deserve any stigma either. And I'm trying to help, right? And so I show up that day, and I, I'm telling you this, I love, I love men. I have an admiration for men, but they don't look at the fucking calendar and many straight men show up. <laughs> right? and, and, so like, and so these poor guys who, who, who wait all month to come to this bisexual night, there's all these, what I like to call like, like duck decoys in the pool at Oasis. And I'm like, how do I help? And so I is, if I started like the pool, a conversation and I, you know, I call it intrusive question, my intrusive question game. And I go around and I basically ask them one, cause I'm so blunt and honest and unapologetic <laughs> if they're bisexual and I meet mean, everybody, right. whether they were or not, <laughs> knew who to even form attraction to, yeah, you
0: know? yeah.
1: So that's the kind of thing that I do. And, and that's just one little piece of the, the orgy directing. I actually help my friends get, get gang bangs from men. That's how it started is I mm. want to to my friends to feel safe. And it, that's what I'm building on is there's yeah. Un- Experiences in this lifestyle. And you have to be responsible for your own safety. That yeah. don't work with someone you don't know just because they're into a kink you're into, you know? Things like that. If you don't, you know, you have to like make judgments still. And sure. so I would see these gangbangs happen where no one would really be, you know, there's still there's still security staff at the club. But let's just be honest, when we as women have a fantasy about a gangbang, I'm pretty sure it goes a little something like something in our head. It doesn't have yeah. And let me, I have to demonstrate, even though we're on a podcast, men would walk up to these women uh-huh. and they would just poke their dick in, then back ah. away, just not use their hands, not lick, not use Oh, jeez. And I'm watching this thinking, is this a gas station? Or are we just filling right. up? <laughs> and so I would, I would get the girls like requirements in advance. I would ask them, what is it? What is your fantasy like fantasy look like or feel like? Uh-huh. And they all say they want hands on their body. Every single woman yeah, yeah. has said that. And so they would say, you know, do, we, do they want their hair pulled? Do they want to be called whore or slut or good girl? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I would put this. and then I would match me and I'd find the guys and I'd recruit and then I would be their the coach. So I would go around this gangbang and of course I had to do this in a sensitive and diplomatic way, mm-hmm. but I would go around and be, I would notice maybe they weren't touching her boobs. And I was like, oh, she likes her boobs touched.
0: Right, yeah, just say it, yeah.
1: And then the guys pick up what I'm let, dropping down, right? Like, oh, so okay.
0: Because like, okay. they're like, what? Right.
1: It's different <laughs> if I go and say, touch her boobs, because now I'm criticizing, right? Like I'm a, yes. I'm but in a way I'm like, hey, she likes it. If you don't do it, I mean, it's up to you. But like, you know, like in a way I'm implying, like this is what she wants. And so I have one friend that likes to be like manhandled. She wants to be really roughed around when she's being given mm-hmm. a work job. And these okay. guys are not. They're like cutting her hair. Like right? oh yeah. And so I I grab her by the hair because I dominate her sometimes, and I pull her hair back, and like I show okay. what to do, right? Like right, the, right. All is to be the director of their fantasy and have them yeah. know how to fulfill it because they're usually willing to do it. Ask them if they know how to what's asked of them, right? Uh, so, yeah. So you can see that I do have an admiration for men. I think it shows in how I speak about them. I think there is a big stigma in the lifestyle for single men too. And I'm trying to work against that. There are some men in the lifestyle who think payment at a sex club is like a brothel and they're going to buy their 80 bucks worth. And like, that's just not how it works. Right. Um, So they need to get a reality check, but otherwise, you know, for the most part, these are single humans on a soul trying to find and, you know, you know, feel connected, feel invited, feel special and not rejected just like everyone else.
0: Oh, absolutely. And that whole thing about the men being aggressive, I think a lot of men are afraid that they're going to be labeled or, you know, they're, they're afraid of what they would happen if they do that. So it's good that you kind of give them permission and be like, no, this is really what she wants. Because a lot of men might be like, well, I don't want to be labeled as the brute. I'm not abusive. This is role play. But, you know, some people have a hard time drawing that line between what's role play and what's abuse, you know?
1: true. And can I give you one more example? That's very important. Yes. Yes. A friend of mine who has this fantasy she really wants fulfilled and she let it slip to me what it was. And I had to say to her, it can't happen like that. You know, sorry, it can't happen like that. So she wants some stranger to come up behind her and start to like fuck her and like finger her. And again, everyone understands the fantasy. Yes, is a very important thing. And she's like, Mm -hmm. mustn't give consent. And I was like, no, he cannot. Right. No. So he. So in a way, what I gave, I gave suggestions. You know, there's it's not a a door closed, but maybe Mm -hmm. you have a neighbor. Maybe you have someone that you say you give that consent to do over the next week. Right, 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 right. Yes,
0: right. And so you have, maybe mm-hmm. you put it in writing. Maybe of- put it in writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Protection. He mm-hmm.
1: deserves to feel safe doing this too, or he won't do it. Right? right there, you go. So there's a way to get your fantasy fulfilled, but it, you have to. The translation from fantasy to reality needs to go through that consent barrier. <laughs> really
0: oh does. yeah, just even for them to feel safe and comfortable doing it, because they don't want to get found by the police. And she, you know, oh, so and so said I could do this, and then you know. She says, no, I didn't say that. Like, what if there was some sort of cross of wires or communication and then he's fucking going to jail?
1: It's true. And I do know it's a sensitive topic, but I do want to weigh in a little bit here and say there is stories to be told and an advocacy on the side of how to protect men from false charges as well. Because sometimes Mm -hmm. for whatever reason there is false charges and people are terrified of having sex with women or from what I understand, even going in an elevator sometimes with women because of just, they're afraid of, of women having these, Oh my God, he touched me moments. And I get it. Right. I get it. All I know is let's find a way that men feel safe in this lifestyle to engage in rough sex, rough play yep. CNC, which is called consensual non-consent. It's a real kink form. There yeah. are legal protections that you can get to protect yourself, to engage in this stuff. And I think that's where my channel is also, my podcast is also going to go because mm-hmm. there's, there's un, uncovered rock, you know, there's like rocks. <laughs> there's all this. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, yes. People do this, the beaten path. Right. And here I am, mm-hmm. you know, single men, right. You know, right. That's true. And I think in order for everyone to be feeling equal and, and fair in this lifestyle, they need to all feel safe. To participate.
0: Right. Like it makes me think of I have a friend who's an amateur porn star and she has to, she has this giant contract to sign, right? Like she has to say yes and no to all these things. That's covered. But in the lifestyle, in real life, yeah. that shit doesn't happen. You don't have this big stack of, you know, permissions. Yes, you can do this. No, you can't do this to me. So for them, it's consent is like absolutely maxed out. It's yeah. crystal clear. It's very detailed. But yeah, in real life, you're having, you know, communication, you're just saying it. So yeah, I can see why some men would be like, nah, I'm not going there. You know? I totally get it. Yeah.
1: That's why I like giving them permission, especially because she'll give me authority to give consent for her too, in front of them. Right. So mm-hmm. that way I'm like, grab her hair, slap her ass, call her a whore, choke her. Like, like you know, and I'll, and then she gets what she wants, you know? Right.
0: She, so, yeah. You're kind of like being the dom, right? I think that's the way to look
1: at it maybe. True, but with only that specific woman. So I I dominate her, but some of the most of my friends I don't dominate. So I actually just direct the scene. So I wouldn't. Okay. You know what's so funny is one of my friends Amber. She she would I walked into one of her gangbangs because she needed Lou, and I went like mm. this, and I here's her vagina, and I uh-huh. did it, but I dropped it on, and I walked away, and she told me later she's like. You just came up to my vagina like, and I was like, "Is that weird for you? Like, I don't <laughs> want that weird because I don't like, I don't touch them, you know, right?" So I yeah, still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I came like I was comfortable. Are you not kind like, of? Those moments where, no, sometimes I'm just directing. Sometimes I'm I'm hands off, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm helping. Even for example, that specific friend, she has a lot of guys go down on her, and she she doesn't always moan the right way. And I'm like, okay, something's good, something's bad. We got to figure out the good from the bad, right? I Would teach her in a way how to give feedback so maybe everyone knows what they want, but I would mm. teach her how to do it without being you know too aggressive or whatnot. And so, as a coach, as, a, as an orgy director, I would sit there and as it's happening, I would say, You know, does his tongue feel good? and then she would answer me. And as like, mm. well, a differently, so now she's not as awkward saying what she needs, so, oh, yeah. we'll a little more. And so, then, she, and then he's like, Oh, okay, and so he started doing it the way and she started getting more comfortable just talking straight to him. So one of those examples that shows that you have to also be empowered to ask for what you want, if you accept what you want, and you are absolutely in charge of your own orgasm.
0: Yes. Oh, absolutely you are. And I think a lot of people don't get that. They think that someone's going to just like get it or, you know... They're going to read my signs and they're going to get it, you know? Yeah. Well,
1: I also thought Prince Charming was coming in my house too, and that didn't happen. So
0: <laughs> it's one of those things, you have all these fancy beliefs, but mm-hmm. yeah. That's not the reality. So in unicorn, so I'm going to, I probably should have said this in the beginning. Is unicorn a universal term in the lifestyle?
1: Pretty much. I think there's the only mm-hmm. confusion about whether or not it's a bisexual woman or a straight woman. I think that's okay. confusion, but a unicorn is a single woman in the, in the sex positive lifestyle. In the poly world, they don't usually call them unicorns, they're just like singles. Like you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Because there's right. there is some some derogatory use of hunting and unicorn language and stuff in some and some realms. And so there is some rather there is some separation from poly okay. and swinging a bit and, and that people mm-hmm. don't like to be unicorn hunting, you know, they think it's unethical, some poly people. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Um, things like that. So it's it's one of those things where it is a swinger term for the most part. Mm-hmm. And it's because we're so fucking rare, so
0: right. But you know, I don't. Is is really that bad to be unicorn hunting? Like, say you're a married couple and you want your, you both want a woman. That's why is that a bad thing? That's not a bad thing, is it? So I
1: think there's a difference between feeling sexually disposable to somebody and feeling
0: mm-hmm.
1: by, by yeah a third person. And exactly, sure. yeah, having got sex- it. I don't think there's anything wrong with couples wanting a one night with a woman. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. As long as they're clear about that. Yeah. Yeah. As long as they're not right. offering a relationship and fucking, you know, taking off the next day. That's what I mean. Consent is not just about sex. Consent is about mm-hmm. the day. Consent is about what comes next, you know, right.
0: The plan, the overall plan. And yeah, that's a good way to put it. Like, I don't feel like anybody ever talks about it that way, but that's so true. Yeah,
1: it is. And I think that I would be happy to be candy for a couple for one night if I knew <laughs> they were visiting in town. It's not a turn off for me to think I won't see them again. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's okay, right? As long as we have this one night. But I think that there's other couples out there that, let me be honest, the reason I started making advice videos as a woman on, on the internet, advice videos specifically, <laughs> they fucking treated me. I didn't like mm-hmm. it. I have yeah, yeah. some couples treat me like a prostitute and like they were like, right. do, you know, do you swallow? This is our fantasy scene. Like, they, I was like,
0: You're like, I'm not a service person. This is just right, right. To be, to be really honest with you, some couples really should just hire a
1: prostitute or mm-hmm, a prostitute. Mm-hmm. that is the absolute way to get your fantasy fulfilled yes. by a, the dollar dollar bill. That is yes. how to do it. Otherwise, we're in it for our own fantasies. We're in it for yeah. our own experiences. And as long as we feel validated as a human, it's going to go a lot better. Yeah.
0: yeah, I can see how that'd be a big turnoff where they're like giving you this checklist. You do this, 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 and this. Like, no, I'm a person. I'm not providing a service for you. This isn't a fucking menu.
1: Right. And not only that, here's another example that I still cringe by. And I made an, a video of that I think I got really salty on YouTube. Like I was like, like pan on this and everything, <laughs> you yeah. know? And it was a couple who they lived two hours away and mm-hmm. her husband drove through my city once in a while. She thought that a good way for us to meet was for her husband to pick me up in his car, make strange man never met, take me two hours north <laughs> to meet her. I don't drive, by the way.
0: Okay. And, and, it,
1: and that's how we were going to go down. And I said to her, and how was I going to get home? And well, yeah. <laughs> First of all, I said, and what if I don't get along with him and I'm in a car alone with him? What if I don't get along with you? You guys are going to discard me pretty fast if I make you uncomfortable. I'm just some random girl. Yeah. Lack of concern about my safety or how comfortable I would feel is the number one turnoff of a couple for me. I will get rid of that. Oh, yeah. So fast. And that's the yeah. part where those advice videos came was because I needed couples to know that we're human and we yeah. have our own wants and our own needs and you know, don't expect sex from us just because we're a single woman unicorn. We also we also have choice whether or not we have, we want to fuck you even after two drinks, you know? So there was also some couples that would think that like they got me, like they would be like, oh, we got a unicorn for the night. And I was like, really? Oh, gee. I was like, okay, well, you know, like just something that I think couples, they don't always necessarily mean, mean badly. It's just, they come into this lifestyle with these blinders on, and I, think mm. my job on my channel is to, in a sensitive way, take those blinders off for mm-hmm. everybody and have everyone see us all as humans who are just trying to all have the same positive experience. And, and I think part of this also built on the fact that I saw men get rejected when their dick went down. And I was uh-huh. like, I will never do that to a man, especially in the middle of a fucking crowd at a sex club, because there's right. some people who maybe their wife wants to get gang bang. The husband's there with her. They line up the men oh, this guy is the beautiful big dick. Oh, he has a fucking face and a name, but that doesn't seem to matter because they right. treat like that too. And not every man wants to be treated for, you know, down there. Some men want to know their right. in. Town. And it's true. And, and I've talked to men. So it just feels like I saw, for example, a guy who's lost his erection and the guy's like, move it along. We need another one. Like, I was just
0: like. Oh. It's like a lack of, there's like a lack of respect in the things that you're talking about right now. Right. They're not respecting people. Yeah, that's it, fucked up. It is. And again, I think in a way,
1: because I've been on the other side of it, I think mm-hmm. in a way it's not intended. I think they just don't have the consciousness mm-hmm. that because they, people join the lifestyle in their, in their ways. So in their single ways or, or their couple ways or their single man ways or their trans ways or their gay ways. And mm-hmm. that lens, that's their perspective. And so when a couple comes in for some couples, they don't even understand why single men are here. Cause they just think that the lifestyle is just for women and couples. Like there's so many people who think the lifestyle huh little slice that they want yeah yeah Uh, and it's not but i think that's also my my job on my channel is to say hey look over there like there's there's a soft swap couple there's a full swap couple there's a you know a couple that's just a voyeur like there's there's room for everybody and it's like all different capacities you know
0: yeah and just to communicate and respect you know i think that's like just a basic things and those are just basic things and they should just be in everything not you
1: but I think sometimes when there's dicks out, testosterone in the air, multiple men, you know, <laughs> and feel a little supply chain management.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I know some people may be focused on like they're trying, maybe they're trying to give her an experience and then, right. oh, you know, he, he's going soft. So he can't provide that experience. And it's the focus is on her, which I understand, but that's, he's still a person. he's still, you know, exactly.
1: you know I'll tell you how I would handle the exact same situation is I would rotate him out. And I was like, okay, why don't you go visit her mouth for a bit? Because that would love him while, while another guy comes in. So there's a delicate way of moving Mm -hmm. someone around and even disinviting them, right? There's delicate ways of disinviting somebody from a situation or a scene. And so I think that when I actually would do my orgy director capacity and I would sit around and go through, what do you want? Like, what are your limits? Mm -hmm. They would say like no anal and like no kissing, whatever. And then go through my limits. And my limit was, I am not going to reject a man. If we are going to disinvite a man, that's one thing. If we're going to politely, you know, turn someone down, that's fine, but we're not here to ruin anyone's night. And so I lead off that way. So that, and the women have all agreed, no one, you know, everyone wants to, everyone feel good. I just think they had the awareness as much until I brought it there and bring it there once it's there. And people mm-hmm. are like, oh, that's John. John has a career and, you know, he has a son he sees on the weekend and he's a good person. Yeah, John used to just be a dick to
0: you. Right, right. right. So, that's what I'm and he's not just a dick. He's John with a dick. Right? Full, full John. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. it was just fascinating to me. So, like, are there, so I have only been to Canada a couple of times in my life. Are there, like, sex clubs everywhere and it's just kind of accepted? Because <laughs> it's not like that in the United States, you know? It is not. So, in Canada, we're much more liberal. So, we. Yes, you guys are. We're just stupid down here. You're regressing
1: too, which is a little shocking.
0: I know, right? This is bad. Yeah.
1: I'm like, really bad. There are borders over here. We're going to have to build a wall. I hate to say things like that, but. (laughs) It's scary to see regression in this realm because as somebody who's an advocate, here I am being like, okay, if you're going to, no offense, I don't know, we don't have to air this part, but if, if they're going to take abortion rights away, then I'm going to start teaching people how to do fucking anal. Let's fucking fight back. Right? Right, right. Now they're talking about taking porn off the internet. So like, let's not fuck around. Look closely at the detail. They are looking to take that country back. And so to a, to a place that I wouldn't recognize as, as who I am, but yeah, yeah. luckily it's very liberal. And so in Toronto and the surrounding area, we have four sex clubs in the like, 30 minute drive. Yeah. And we're allowed to fuck hardcore at all of them, you know? So it's right. he's the city's only one. No, we can fuck hardcore at all of them. <laughs> They're very different. So some of them are more nightclub vibes where you go and there's like a dance floor and a DJ and and then there's like the flirty time. And then there's this back room where you have to go and get out of your street clothes. You change into either a towel or lingerie and then mm-hmm. you go into these 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 back rooms with all these beds and things like that. Mm. Some of them are a little different. Some have a more exhibitionist space, Oasis Aqua Lounge, which is in Toronto, Ontario. That is a spa. It is like an yeah. old mansion turns outdoors in indoor spa. Basically, they have a pool that's heated all year round. So Canada mm. snow. Oh down. wow. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll be in that pool tonight. It is 2021 and I'll be in that pool tonight. That um, is amazing. It is amazing. And so that is, we're, we're very fortunate that we can go where there is, you know, you can have sex on premise. It's a private establishment, private club. And for the most part, they're pretty affordable. I mean, couples, it's like a hundred dollars for couples, single women. It's like $15. Okay. Yeah. So there's other clubs, there's, there's social clubs, things like that. But I have to, I have to say this. Remember when I was too nervous to go to a sex club and I would walk around it and everything. Well, yeah proud to say that i went to every sex club in ontario canada and put a video tour of it on my youtube channel oh. so that people can see every wow. the bathrooms because i want to i want introverts to know where they can go and have privacy where they can go if they need a minute i yeah if not right so i literally have the most fantastic tour videos that you can see the female glory hole at club m4 and like dj slim is like one of my friends he's a dj Club and uh, I did a video tour of his of his club too and nice and I also went and experienced these clubs and did reviews on them. So nice. as a woman, let's just be honest. I was I took those heels off real fast and I was <laughs> like, I don't I don't feel good in a, in, a, in my body when I'm in pain. And yeah, right, right. It's one of those things where for me, I didn't assimilate well to the nightclub so much, but love that stripper pole, right? So. <laughs> Yeah. So I hope that you guys can check out the, the tour videos. It's under a playlist called Sex and Swinger Club Tours on my YouTube.
0: That's awesome. And so were the sex clubs like, woohoo, do it. Or were they like, obviously they were must be fine with it, right? Fine
1: with it. You had to do it when they were closed so that you can't film in there, mm-hmm. really, right? No cameras are ever allowed in there. Got it. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they did when they were closed, but, you know, did it in a cute little outfit. And like, I walk around and I, and I <laughs> pull around on the bedding and stuff to like, wait, you know, <laughs> find an interactive uh, tour video. It's not as like, you know, it's not dry in any means. But I think mm. what's also valuable is that my reviews of these clubs, I talk about with my friends, what did we think about wearing? The first yeah. thing as a woman I think of is, what am I going to fucking wear to
0: this thing? Yes, absolutely.
1: So then, not only that, but then now I have an Amazon storefront that I can actually go and curate my ideas of sexy club wear, put them in yeah. a list. And then that's awesome go and find my ideas. Now, I do get a commission from that. It's it's a- Yeah, yeah. Thing. But for me, this is a way for me to help people get ready. Yeah.
0: That's stuff. cool. That's really cool, actually, because say mm-hmm. someone's never been to one, they're like, I don't know what to wear. They have no idea. And then you've just got this like list. I mean, like, I'm like, I'll take that. I mean, that's great. That's and right. I think, too, so many people who've never been to one, like me, I wouldn't have a clue what to expect. Even you just that's describing, right. it's going to be different than seeing it. So that's really cool that you did that.
1: I also have my own swinger merchandise line. So I don't you can see behind me. I know this is a podcast. No,
0: I did. I've been looking at that stuff. I'm like, okay, we should probably tell people what it is. What does it say? Subscribe, right? That's like the little YouTube thing, right?
1: You can also buy that on my on my, my merch line, but I have a is sexy tank top in the background and then a I love dick plural crop top. Now I have a lot of shirts. <laughs> like I make a lot of swinger stuff. Tonight I'm wearing a shirt that says disrespect me respectfully nice right because I have a dom and I want him to rough my, me around a little bit in, a, in the right consensual way and mm-hmm. so I'm proud of it and I like to wear that around so I think that I have like for example I have the proud slut category on my mm-hmm. the swingershop.com is my merchandise line okay and I have all these categories hot wife proud slut offensive so that you can actually buy like there's a Maybe people will be upset with you, but you're still allowed to buy it. You know. <laughs> so I also design what I think people might want to wear. Into oh, the- nice. And also strategic clothing too, because I can have the bride symbol to indicate whether you're bisexual. Kind uh, of some of the, the the writing and stuff. So yeah, people yeah. check it out too, because I'm I'm covering all the bases. I'm like, here's what you wear. Here's how you mentally prepare you. Here's you know you know doing everything I can to help them get ready.
0: That's fucking awesome. I think that's fantastic. Now I have to ask you, I thought I saw on your Instagram that you have two podcasts. Do you have two and are they different topics?
1: So I have two of them. And the first one, I have somewhat put on a hiatus until I figure out where it's going next, which I think I'm actually, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm an out of the box girl. I don't do (laughs) things the way other people do things. I am (laughs) trying to show up to a party at what you expect. So I think in a way I'm going to use my first podcast, which does have over like a hundred episodes, but it's short mm-hmm. format. Most of them are four minutes or five or six minutes. Okay. It mostly cuts of my YouTube videos because I mm-hmm. wanted people in the audio realm to get a sense of what it was like to be a swinger through mm-hmm. my, my experiences. And so that's what that one was. Now, my big podcast, the one that I am going to be putting my heart and soul into is called Sex and Swinging with Toronto Unicorn and is about how to understand and assimilate into this lifestyle, but using very human and relatable and real language. Like my first ever episode is called What the Fuck is a Swinger, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, I know how confusing it is Mm -hmm. to even, you know, how can your woman go and fuck this man and not have jealousy? I get it. I've been on that side. And so yeah. I would like to use my podcast as a way to kind of collectively bring people through an experience through episode one, two, three, four to bring them to an understanding of the lifestyle in a way that might be a lot more comfortable
0: with. Now I have to ask you, you you only have them in video format at this time. No, no, they're okay, all so, audio. yeah. Oh, you do have audio. Okay. So you use an audio platform to put them up too. Like okay. Okay.
1: My Apple podcast Stitcher, Awesome. Yes, audible, all of them. I mean, Cyrus or whatever call it called. XM doesn't want me so far, but that's the only one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I got rejected from I got rejected from one of them. Okay. I don't oh, oh, Pandora. I okay. think it was Pandora rejected me. Okay. I don't know why. I'm like, why everybody else take me, but you don't take me. Whatever. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, it's available free for for all of those places. I mean, I. I love that podcasting for me is a long-winded thing because on YouTube, I try to talk fast. I try to do mm. edits because I, I have ADHD. And so I know the the, okay. the strain on someone's attention span. And so with podcasting, I'm still slowing down. I'm still learning to be invited to speak long, you know, and I, mm-hmm. as a woman, I've been told, you know, not to speak so much kind of thing. And so here I am being like, okay, unconditioned, unconditioned, unconditioned. So I can, you know, do a long format where I just vamp. Because I think for me, yeah,
0: yeah, fun. I mean, because yeah, some podcast episodes, I mean, I've seen people do two, two and a half hours. I mean, they can be long sometimes. I try, I've done some long ones like that too. But yeah, you can just like keep talking and talking on on audio. It's different, I think, than video.
1: Yeah, I think the video, you have to be careful what you put up. So I'm always only getting a portion of my audio because my audio, I'm a vulgar,
0: you know, girl. Right. I call it charmingly vulgar
1: but
0: whatever. So you're absolutely charmingly vulgar. I get it. (laughs) I agree with that. (laughs) I think you're fucking fantastic, by the way. I love love you. I love you. I think you're fucking awesome. (laughs) I I love that. Like the crowd, the audience
1: now embraces this because I would used to get such resistance in vanilla world with Mm. my personality. Right. And a little, everyone, but you know, bottle that up a little bit kind of thing. And here it's just so encouraged and invited out that the podcast world is setting me free and giving me my wings back. And I think I'm really excited to take off.
0: That's awesome. So I don't think you've actually said the names of your podcasts. What are the names?
1: So Sex and Swinging with Toronto Unicorn is the big one. And then- Sex and swinging. Swinging, okay. Yep. And then my second one is called My Real Sex Club and Swinger Lifestyle.
0: My Real Sex Club and Swinger Lifestyle.
1: And you can always search me by Toronto Unicorn. Now it doesn't have a space between the two words, but everybody insists on adding one.
0: <laughs> exactly. I, well, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to like put it out there too, so people can hear you know the names of the podcast, so they can find you. And so on which one? Are they both on YouTube or just one of them?
1: So technically, my podcasts are more on the audio platforms. Like those ones don't okay. exist by that title on YouTube. They exist only in the podcast
0: realm. Okay, my- so those are the audio podcasts. Okay, yeah. Names. YouTube channel is just called
1: Toronto Unicorn. Okay. And it's like 550 videos starting a few years ago, a shy girl looking in the camera thinking, oh my God, I just had a threesome, like, holy shit, my life is crazy now. <laughs> and then you fast forward and you see me happy. You see me blossom into a swinger on these diaries. Now it's, mm-hmm. it, I didn't know where it was going. I still don't know where my journey is going. Yeah. And so it's fun because the journey is, people come with me in real time. It's like seeing a reality show that I don't know the ending either, you know, like, right. It's, right. It's, so I really like, that's what I like about the podcast too, is it come with me, come with me at the same pace. Right? right. I like that.
0: I like that. So, so you're, you're definitely kind of like a personal diary in what you're doing. People mm-hmm. are coming along your journey and hearing your thoughts and your opinions and your experiences.
1: And my advice, cause I'll give some and your advice. advice about fingernails being trimmed. We don't want <laughs> animals, gentlemen. For our pussies because these are the things that girls sometimes will just not say and here I am on my I'm like here's the file I'm like guys they're around the <laughs>
0: end I'm here to help
1: I'm here to yeah, make- whip out the file here you go <laughs> I carry one in my fanny pack I have a fanny pack that's called it says orgy director on it I'm actually oh my gosh that's awesome because I have to carry things like condoms and lube in it for like when I'm in the scene. And so I actually like, I have, a, I have a little Uno card game in it in case things get really boring. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, that's funny. So do you classify yourself as a more of a dom, a sub or a switch?
1: I am a hardcore switch. Now, here's the interesting thing. I have a man who I'm going to be seeing in about an hour who is my dominant. And he's mm. going to be having a dominant sub experience with me, then mm-hmm. I'm going to take a shower and then I'm going to turn into the dominant for the rest of the night, not with mm-hmm. him, but with the rest of this, the scenes. And so that's, what's so fun about this lifestyle is you don't even have to put a, a role on for the night. You can do it yeah. for, for a scene and mm-hmm. or have a scene, right. And whatever. And so I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm,
0: you know, I'm, I'm going to have a good time tonight. I think. You're very fluid, I think, is a word for that. You're very fluid. You can switch around whenever whatever works for that particular person or situation, it's and you
1: way more dominant normal. So I'm one of those people who like to say that I top from the bottom, which in the swinger that I give a lot of backseat driving directions to the guy fucking me um, <laughs> to right, succeed, right? right? I like to say that I would never be a true submissive. I'm always going to be the dominant. The woman i am but yeah. you know in in a scene i like to feel submissive i like like for example i'm giving away a bit of information i just put on my fan page which i do have an only fans i gotta say that is where
0: oh I- yes do say that
1: clearly on show my you know thingy so um, i oh, what was i going so yeah so my fan page what was i saying
0: about that though i totally forgot let's see you were you're gonna say i think what you were gonna do with him but you should say your only fan's name too. Okay. So yeah, so you can find me on OnlyFans, which is
1: OnlyFans.com slash Toronto Unicorn. All my links are always going to be on TorontoUnicorn.com too. So basically my fan page is a lot of after dark story times that would never be allowed on YouTube where sometimes (laughs) I pop a boob out while I'm Mm telling story, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, 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 So it's a lot of after dark stories. I do a lot of extra modeling content. I do some explicit content on there for that limited audience, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I do, I love my fan page. My fan page is where I interact with people who get advice from me. So I get a mm-hmm. lot of virgins who join my fan page because they saw me help a virgin at the sex club. Cause I interviewed him on my channel okay. he showed up there and he was ready to not be a virgin anymore. And okay. I helped him as a coach. I did not fuck him, but I helped him as a coach and wow. he walked out a different man. So mm-hmm. I have other virgins reach out and say, you know, can I get some advice? Right. And so I do give them the advice that, you know, own the fucking virgin, offer it as a once in a lifetime opportunity. It's not, right, right? unless you market it incorrectly, (laughs) right? And and so that's why I love to give advice to people who maybe have been stuck behind some shame wall or shame shield for so long. And I'm here to help them drop it so fucking fast that they couldn't, didn't ever imagine and live and thrive in the life and the body they have right now. I spent 10 years of my life waiting for tomorrow to be better. And it didn't come. It only came today started to be the day I gave all my attention to, you know?
0: That's amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: This lifestyle is transformational and not just about sex. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like personal confidence, boundary setting, people pleasing. You don't want to be a people pleaser when, when sucking dick is involved. I mean, you know, that's a fine in the grocery store. Where people keep cutting in you. But no, when, when there's a situation you don't want to be involved in, people pleasing can be a challenge right? Yeah. Yeah. And so this lifestyle teaches you how to actually in- enforce those boundaries, which then you, they, you carry into your other life situation, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. suddenly you're much better at the workplace about protecting your work-life balance because now at the sex club, you're protecting, you know, other things there. So it's really transformational in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah. It sounds like you're kind of, people learn to be more of an advocate for themselves.
1: Yes. And, and love themselves and accept themselves and not literally with what they've got now with the, with the moles where they are and the fat yeah. they are and the like, look at like, I used to with sex. I used to tell a man, I used to be like, Oh, don't turn the lights on. Or like, let me just mm. wear this extra thingy, you know, to bed. But now you yeah. hang on to, too. I'm like, <laughs> it's, a handle, it's a handle, you know, so, there's a way of living in a body that once used to, you feel disconnected to, and I, I don't know if, mm-hmm. That and if you've been stuck, you know what that can feel like. And so, Mm -hmm. you can find connection with your body again. Just start touching, start getting sensual, start feeling it, start Mm -hmm. loving for as it is. Like this is literally like I'm touching myself. You can't see on audio. I'm touching my whole body and like literally my arms, my legs, because it starts with a whole body.
0: You yeah.
1: Yeah. Finger on your genitals and hope it feels good. If you're not there, you need to start accepting your body is allowed to experience pleasure. Even if it's overweight, your body is allowed to experience pleasure. Even if you have a small dig. your body is allowed to, you know, like you are allowed to, when, you know, and once you start to really get that through your skin and your
0: brain, well, the rest is easy. Uh, basically, you cannot compartmentalize it. It doesn't work. No,
1: and it's not fun. I, I've heard stories recently of a, of a swinger guy who who is the boyfriend of someone who I dominate. And, and he has sex with a girl who would insist on leaving the lights off and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. And, and anyone who who hears that story knows why that person did that.
0: Right. Yeah, right. Exactly.
1: Right. I remember, I remember what it was like to feel so, oh, I'll have sex, but only if you can't see me. Right, right. I remember being stuck like that. And I just, I wish I could help these people, you know, and and make it so that they, they spend a little, little less time in that place.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like, I saw something on Instagram recently where it was like, do you want to be 80 and realize that you never went in the water because you didn't like your body? I mean, do you do you want your life to go by and you haven't done anything just because you didn't like the way you looked in a swimsuit? Do you want to be facing, you know, the end of your life and you haven't done shit?
1: I will say though, there's the idea of me being in a bathing suit in a vanilla world event isn't even as exciting to me. It's the lifestyle, Mm. the people in the lifestyle who do not judge you. They do not. Maybe sexual attraction won't be there if someone doesn't isn't attracted to you, but they're not going to make you feel bad because you have a small dick or or have a bunch of moles or have a fucking you know mastectomy star. Nobody is, and I'm telling you, like I have a podcast episode. It's going to be episode I think twelve on my podcast when it comes out. It's not out yet. Time of this recording. But it was an interview with a man who joined his lifestyle 21 days ago, as of today, 21 days ago. and. Okay. I coached him. He was on my fan page. He got some advice because oh, that's where I was going. I give advice on my fan page. He oh, goes, yeah,
0: yeah, okay.
1: I the podcast. <laughs> <up>. um, <laughs> you know, so you want to come and just pick my brain or get my advice on how you specifically can get over, you know, your challenge and joining this lifestyle or even just like getting a promotion at work. Whatever it is that you think my advice specifically would help. I don't even charge extra on my fan page. I just want, mm-hmm. that's my time and the people who've invested in me, which is the subscription price yeah. page. So, right. right. um, Yeah. So, I think I I just wanted to bring it back to to that because that was the whole point of the. the (laughs)
0: That's right. No, you should totally bring that up because that's Mm going to be helpful to people. And if they need something or they have a question or whatever, it's somewhere that they can go.
1: And someone who gives a shit. Because if you're going to take a big, brave action in your life, maybe Mm -hmm. you want someone to text when you get home. and I'll be there to like cheer you on and give you advice and and I did get some couples that tried it without so I do also do zoom coaching it's more expensive Mm -hmm. it's one-on-one with like couples and stuff but Mm -hmm. it's more rare but they said that they only took me up on my thing after they they did a few things on their own and really misstepped a few things and Mm -hmm. and didn't even remember the experience and then one of them you know didn't understand the violation that he had caused between a couple like so they said look we realize that there's important things here. So like let's get up to speed. So there's a if you need my help, I'm out there. I'm here. I'm available. And there's other there's other resources online. So there's there's lots to learn, right? And mm-hmm. you just don't you shouldn't j- dive in and, and hope it's, you know, it's on a, you're gonna land on your feet.
0: <laughs> right. I really like the sentence you said about how there's no shame way less shame in the lifestyle than there is in the vanilla world and I feel like that's so true there's so much judgment there's so much shame in the vanilla world and it's just it's not in the lifestyle I mean it is a little bit obviously but it's it's much less and it's just interesting to me that all these vanilla people are judging all the people in the lifestyle yet yeah. the people in the lifestyle are not judgmental it's just like fucking crazy
1: it is. And I'll be honest with you. It's, it's a, it's, a universal thing I've noticed so far. And, and, and here's the point. If somebody were to show up tonight and make a comment about someone's appearance, it would stand out like a sore. Right.
0: And that's <laughs> the way it should
1: be. Right. And that's what I mean. When you experience this club, so the man I told you about who joined the lifestyle 21 days ago, he joined with my coaching. He was on my fan page. He got some advice from me. He, he felt encouraged to go because he knew I was going that night. And mm-hmm. I gave him some advice and he had a fantastic night. Okay. he had mm, fantastic. Nice. I've seen him a few times since now he goes to other sex clubs too. He mm-hmm. is a different man in the same. Um, he said that he could not get out of that rut. And until he joined this lifestyle and finally found acceptance as a overweight, middle-aged man, single, he said mm-hmm. he- that he was, there was room for him. And, and maybe a lot of people feel that way. And I think that's yeah. why sick of them waiting until they have a better body to join the lifestyle. Fuck right. It doesn't matter. No one's going to even say anything if you have a better body because we don't say anything about our bodies anyways. So I just think as soon as people stop waiting to live their life, they're going to realize all of that time waiting was wasted.
0: That's a great message to get out. It really is. So, We does this to me. I can just go (laughs) there. I love it. I think it's fantastic. I think what you're doing is amazing. And you know, it's like, yeah, I didn't, you know, I wanted to interview you and I didn't even know all this stuff. It's like even better because you're doing all this stuff to help people. I'm like, that's even fucking better. That's really, really cool. Good for you. And it goes to show my journey started out with me telling scandalous stories and now I
1: am People's lives, and I'm seeing it in their faces. And I, I interviewed this man. I told you about the 21 days ago. So mm-hmm. he podcast episode 12, and he'll hear his story of what it was like to have shame in that body for so long, and to have it gone so fast. Yeah, and yeah. then he suddenly started to notice a cute waitress at his local diner, and then he asked her how long she'd worked there, and it was seven years. And he had been going to that diner for all that time. And he says, Sarah, I didn't notice her until oh that. wow and wow. I know, and I said, so "Tell me right now." I said, "Is that because sexual energy is alive in you again?" And he said, "Yes,
0: yes." Your son and he has a- alive again in you know? us, and he has a total different perspective. You know what I mean? Like
1: he's charming. You know, he's a charming. He turned into a flirt.
0: Wow, that's an amazing story.
1: You'll hear it in episode twelve. I'm I'm thrilled about it. I mean, the audio could use some work, which is why I- I'm still learning the podcast stuff. You know, but. <laughs> a little white noise in it, you'll, you'll see that his story is a transformational one. And, and it's, it's, I'm trying to capture people's moments of transformation to reflect them back to the, to the masses essentially so that someone can see themselves in someone and find their way out of what they're stuck in.
0: Oh, absolutely. Did you say white noise is in like sound?
1: Yeah. Like I have a microphone connection issue that doesn't seem to exist with zoom, but it does with, you know, Riverside that I can't seem to make sense of. So I would well, it and it's fine. And then it, and that ruins my audio track.
0: Well, you know, you could try audacity. So like audacity is a free software program that you can edit in and it has this amazing capability to do noise reduction. So
1: audacity made me cry a lot because I tried so hard to understand it. Oh. And I, I literally, I tried so hard and I, all I, all I wanted to do is fix the noise in an audio track and I might have, have an IT. I have a freaking, you know, I you know what I'm doing on a computer and I, I can't try Audacity anymore. I have to break up with Audacity. But there's got to be other apps out there. And again, okay. I do audio and or audio stuff. I I actually edit all my podcasts as video and then mm. audio after the video.
0: Okay. Well, I can always help you if you ever want help with it. I mean, I do Audacity all the time. Uh, Isotope is another one that's. It's a nice software, but noise reduction is best in audacity. Even it's really easy to do. I could totally show you. I could tell you how to do it.
1: <laughs> I, the thing that I'm using it for though, is to do video chat recording. So it's not so much like the audio track I need help with. Cause I can actually, my iPhone has done better audio quality than, than, mm, okay. but it okay. really is the virtual meetings that I'm doing on camera with people. That's mm. where my audio track is getting corrupted and theirs isn't. And it's ridiculous. Like it's it was it's fine in testing. It's fine on Zoom, and then it breaks. Then so, so I'm looking for something new, but it's not what Audacity is. I think Audacity is more like the audio editing kind of thing,
0: right? But you can convert files from different things. Like I take my like this right now, what we're doing right now, which is in Zoom, it goes as an MP4, I think, in an M4A, and I convert it to MP3 easily through a software, and then you can upload it to Audacity, and then you can do stuff to it. So you can convert. Files to different things.
1: It's true, but I can't visually because I'm closing my eyes as I talk to you. When I edit content, I edit video,
0: mm-hmm. and not the
1: audio piece. The little squiggly lines are not enough for me. I need to <laughs> visually do it the way of like the mouth moving. It's just my old school <laughs> can't change an old dog, new tricks kind of thing. Sure, um, sure. But it's just like I have to try out Zoom again and see how it'll you know, maybe even mm. this would work out. So,
0: right, right. <laughs> It's so much to learn. I know. Yes, it totally is. I just want to talk about sex. (laughs) I know. Right. It's fun to talk about sex. I like to talk about (laughs) sex too. (laughs) I'm about to go have some sex
1: and I'm like, you know, it's it's going to be a very fun night. Interesting when you as women can have friends who fuck the same man in the same night and we can have, you know, a cocktail about it, you know?
0: Right. Right she's
1: a straight (laughs) woman she doesn't want to have sex with me so it's gonna have to be you know one after another kind of thing (laughs) Uh, but I love that this lifestyle has given me as a woman a connection with other women that is not so uptight about sex or jealousy it is very different and so the fact that my friends and I laugh about for example when one of our guy friends is a good good experience like if we have a a guy we'll recommend him to our friends sure sure (laughs) like you know like this guy's good at eating ass you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. know? and so we mean it and that's actually how i met the guy i'm sleeping with tonight is like i watched him in a gangbang fuck one of my friends saw his technique cocked my head a little bit and got to know him a bit better and i was like okay let's keep let's get going that's the thing i didn't mention actually i should mention i know we're out of time almost but i'm actually not your normal swinger i'm a demisexual swinger which means mm. I have an emotional connection before I will have sexual attraction to someone, which mm-hmm. some people are very confused by because they're like, wow, well, maybe a swinger. You not right. be a swinger and still have emotional bonds with friends or whatnot. I can't have sex with strangers. There, it would feel like an alien probing me. I would have a <laughs> kind of thing up here with someone. And yeah, that, yeah. you know, sometimes I do go some some weeks and months without sex, is I'll have dry spells just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. And it's not the yeah. sex available to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't
1: yeah. want, that specific offering
0: right right makes sense and so very I heard. amazing yeah
1: it's so like You're your like, to chat with you i had no idea what to expect from us you
0: know <laughs> i think it was fantastic like i feel like it it's been an hour and i feel like we talked for like five minutes like it was so fast i'm like what it's been an hour how's that possible
1: and This is why I need to do podcasts because i'm like youtube's like five minutes you know i can't get much right time.
0: No. That is hard to do. Well, thank you so much. This was so amazing and I I'm sure you have so much more to say and I don't know, it was very interesting to me to talk with you and I really think what you're doing is great. It's fantastic. Yeah, hopefully we can do it again. I mean, my journey always changes yeah. and evolves and if I
1: find another, you know, turn down the road that is worthy, I'll let you know. And uh, hopefully I'll I'll even have you on my podcast. I know you read Erotica and Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't even touched on that yet on my, on my channels yet. Okay. It'll be something to, to talk about too, if you're open to it.
0: Oh, absolutely. I would love to. (laughs) That would be awesome. Well, thank you so much. And you have, you have fun tonight. I'm sure you will. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast episode. I hope you found it amazing. I sure did. I find I had so much fun with her. I'm just, I'm enchanted with her. I think she's fantastic and her story is amazing and where she's gotten to her life, gotten to in her life. It's just amazing. So I want to thank Toronto Unicorn for coming on my podcast and I'm excited to have my interview with you going live on your podcast soon. And don't forget to check down in the podcast notes for links to her and links to me and my content, my erotic books, not safe for work, audiobooks, other things I have like podcast swag. If you want to wear a shirt that says, oh, fuck, yeah, I've got a bunch of different things that you could wear and mugs. So check out my links down in the podcast notes and you can find where I have my store where you could buy a, oh, fuck, yeah, T-shirt if you would like one. Thank you so much for listening to this. Don't forget to masturbate this whole episode talking about making sure you enjoy your sexuality. Masturbate. Have fun. Fuck yourself. Fuck other people. Fuck people in your lives, your partner, your your friend with benefits. And if you're able to go to a sex club and you desire to go, try it. Just like she said, she had great suggestions for that and helping people realize they can go and they will be accepted as long as you're not being an asshole, right? You cannot be a jerk in those places. As she said, you have to be respectful. And that should be the way it is anyway. So just mind yourself and make sure you enjoy your body. Have fun. Enjoy stress release. Have a fucking awesome Friday. Love ya. Bye-bye now. Ready for some spring cleaning of your beard and groin hairs? Try out Manscaped Products, where you can get 20% off with my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to get 20% off and free shipping. In order to get the discount, use the promo code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to do that spring cleaning You get yourself ready for sexy times.